You're listening to R.O.D. Coming at you live. Which way, what, when, how? Mr. Idol D, flip the track right now. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in on this lovely Monday evening as the sun goes down in Scottsdale, Arizona. My guest this evening is an Emmy Award winning choreographer with an incredible list of credits to her name. She also acted as judge for the Emmy Awards for many years and she has danced in some of the biggest shows on Broadway. So allow me to welcome to the show the incomparable Miss Dee Dee Wood. Dee Dee, how are you doing? How we doing? I'll let you know in about 10 minutes. Perfect. Thanks for driving all the way in. Okay. It's a bit of a drive. Well, I have a friend who drove me, Gordy. My friend Gordy drove me. Perfect. And we have Gordy in the room. Gordy, how are you doing? <laughs> Yell really loud. Yeah. <clears throat> Great. Yeah, I didn't give Gordy a microphone yet, so we'll see how that works out. Cool. Well, now you've been you've been in uh, Cave Creek as a resident now since I guess the early seventies. I think you, what I read says you were kind of in and out through the sixties a little bit, but uh, have been permanent resident since seventy two. In and out, right? Back and forth, back and forth uh, from Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Still working mm-hmm. on films, and um, we came out here to visit some friends. And uh, just fell in love with the place. And the next day, no, not the next day. Can I go on with this story? Are you yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm about to interrupt, but I'm waiting. <laughs> okay. My, my ex-husband, Mark Bro, we were mm-hmm. partners. We did all of the, a lot of these films together. He was in um, London doing another show, or I was in London doing okay. another show. And he was, he was here, coming back through L.A., and he called me in London and said, I'm in a little town called Cave Creek, Arizona. And he said, there's a little piece of property for sale. And I'm in London, right, mm-hmm. doing a big show. I'm there with my best friend, Cheetah Rivera. And we're having a ball. And I'm doing a show. I don't care what's happening out here in Cave Creek, Arizona. I said, sure. Get no to. problem. It'll be an investment. Right. And now, and pretty soon we moved here. And I said, I said to him when he was here, and we were thinking about moving here permanently. And all, it was just a little bungalow. Mm-hmm. And I said, Well, you know, Mark, I'm in L.A., still in L.A., doing films, doing stuff. And he's here in Cave Creek. And I said, You know, if I have a nice kitchen and a swimming pool, I'll think about moving there. So that's what I got. And I still got it. That's awesome. <laughs> Now, it, it struck me odd to think Cave Creek. I mean, I know I came to the Valley in 89, and yeah. Cave Creek has really exploded even since then. But back in the 60s, Cave Creek had to be a road with a street sign. And it was, it was how a, did he find, how did he end up in Cave Creek? This is, it's oh, like, what we, a place we, to had, be. we had a couple of friends who had a shop here, mm-hmm. and they lived out in Cave Creek. We okay. went out and had dinner with them. I see. And then. We just, Mark, as I say, Mark yeah. was driving through and said, you know, I think I'll, we'll just invest. Wow. And pretty and soon, here really, I was. You've really seen that place change, haven't Oh, yeah. You? My yeah. goodness. Yeah. How do you like living up there now? It's, a little, it's almost a little hustle and bustle for a little town. No, it isn't. When you're there, it's not hustle <laughs> okay. and bustle. When you're away, it, you know, people say, oh, yeah. And there's a lot of people coming out to visit and a lot of stuff mm-hmm. happening in carefree and you know mm-hmm. and over the years have a lot of your friends wanted to hide at your place when they wanted oh, to they leave are. the coast <laughs> gonna go to arizona and hang out with Didi for a minute get away from <laughs> craziness they, they have been out here and kind of look at me like what do you do out here <laughs> and i tell them i feed the javelinas <laughs> which we do have a lot of out in cave creek yeah but i still go in i'm a judge you know on the uh-huh. uh, emmy awards mm-hmm I go in and see my buddies and my friends mm-hmm. and dish and laugh about the good old days yeah. and, and showbiz. Talk about the good old days. You have been involved in so many incredible projects. And before we even go there, yeah, you weren't born in Cave Creek, London or L.A. You were born out on the East Coast. Boston, yeah. Massachusetts. And you grew up out, out that way. And so tell me a little bit about what life was like on the East Coast when you were a little girl. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, I did. It was colder I, I than was, Arizona. I was, uh, huh? It was colder than Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Connecticut and, yeah. and Boston. I was born in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, there were uh, a lot of uh, how I got involved in dance was a friend of mine was taking a dance class, and she said, "Why don't you come?" And this was, I was in high school. I didn't start dancing till I was in high school. 
I fell in love with it so much that I, I, one day I had a crying spell with my mom, and she said, what's the matter? She was so worried about me. I said, I want to take more dance classes. I can't. I want to take more dance classes. Wow. I didn't know I wanted to be a choreographer. I didn't. I had no idea right. what a choreographer was or what a professional dancer was. Right. But I knew that I would not live unless I danced, and I'm still Isn't doing Isn't that amazing? And, you find, and actually, you didn't find that at four years old. You found that the first time you went to a dance class as a teenager. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, no, I didn't start when I was seven years old, which boy, a lot of people do. And did it grab you? That's, a, that's just amazing oh, that, it, that just, it grabbed you so much that you cried thinking you weren't going to get to dance. Yeah, again. and somehow we found the money, and I took more classes than I became uh, an assistant teacher out there for a Russian a white Russian, what we call white Russian, who, you know, mm -hmm. got out of Russia right. and retired. Mm -hmm. And he was teaching, and so I uh, helped him teaching classes. And then I got a scholarship to a uh, dance uh, community, a summer dance thing in cool. uh, Massachusetts up near... Uh, Oh, I can't think of it. I'm sorry. That's I can't okay. think of the name of it. We don't even anyway, need to know. Anyway, it got me going. Mm -hmm. I came back from that, and I said to my you, mom. That was it. Oh, yeah, I'm going to New York. I have to go to New York and, and dance and do whatever. Uh, I'm, I have to do this. And at this point, did you know anybody in New York? No. No friends necessarily that were there? Or? No. I went, and I started. I got. Oh, I knew from the scholarship that I got mm -hmm. in Arizona. In, in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Uh -huh. Thank you. You're very good. <laughs> uh, that I was, that I knew that I wanted to do the dance uh -huh. stuff, whatever. I uh -huh. didn't know it was going to, that I was going to be a professional. Uh, Did you scare your parents when you said, I'm going to go to New York? I, I think at that point, they just, they were helping me. And they knew. Yeah, yeah. They were helping me. You know, everybody, um, that I talk to who's had a successful career in music or film or in the arts at all, it's, it's, it's a lot of times at home they don't have that kind of support from the parents. The parents think that's a crazy yeah. idea. Well. And uh, even if they have the support, the parents support them and go, they'll be home. <laughs> it's, it's such a difficult career path to choose. And as a parent, I think, to, to let your kids go because you, you're like, okay, Whew, 99 percent chance you're just you're never going to have a penny and you're just going to be heartbroken the rest of your life but you know go enjoy it's really hard to be that supportive and 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 then uh to let them go at it yeah know? i think i think in all of the arts like acting and singing and dancing and performing and right you know and when you're that young mm -hmm. and you have a feeling for that you don't know that you want to actually do that yeah but if you stick with what you love to do and apply yourself, yeah. something happens all of a sudden. You're working I know, like, at the business. Like here you were, one dance class, and you're like, I have to do this. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're actually working with a, with a professional teacher as an yeah. assistant. And all yeah. of a sudden, I'm, I, I'm going to New York. Yeah. Why? Because I, I have to. That's yeah, all yeah, I can yeah. tell you. So now yeah. you're in New York. And you don't just get there and go, oh, well. You get there and go, now what am I going to do? And what did you do? How did you stay alive? And what I, was your I, first gig? I, well, there was, there was a wonderful, wonderful dance school there. And I just went and I said to the teacher, I have to become a member of uh, your class that doesn't pay any money. <laughs> I love that. And, you she know, said okay. and, and so I ran the elevator. Okay. I cleaned the, the dress, dressing rooms. Mm -hmm. I helped out in any way I could to take dance classes. Wow. And, uh, and that did it. And then I thought, I'll just go into an audition. They had uh, auditions listed in a paper mm -hmm. in New York City. I'll just go and see what happens. I want to see what this is like, but I didn't want to go because I thought I'll be a, a dancer, artistic dancer, okay. you know. So then I got it, and it was Guys and Dolls on the road, the road company of Guys and Dolls. That was your first audition? Yeah, so I, so I took it. I, wow. I said, okay, I'm going to do this. And then I went on the road for a year with that. Well, then you learn a lot. You go to all mm. these different theaters in all these different wonderful cities. Mm -hmm. You make wonderful friends. And then I started, because I had the background of the school that I was at in, um, in New York, mm -hmm. I taught 
the company, I taught the actors and the singers oh. dance movements. Oh. And plus the dancers <laughs> you, you, that were in there. You moved accidentally into the yeah, choreographer's job. Yeah, then I taught job. them yeah, dance classes. So that kind of got me going, really going. Wow. And that. And then. Now, let's, let's back up a little bit to the Guys and Dolls gig. Um, when you, when you, I, read a, I read something, I think it was an interview uh, maybe that you had given in the past about that story. Um, let me find the guy's name. I wrote it down. Who was the... Um, Michael Kidd. Michael Kidd, the, who was the choreographer on the show. That in the original tryouts, you didn't get the gig. You didn't get the job. And so you waited for him outside. I did. And said, I waited what's, for your, what's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had said that, but that wasn't the lingo then. Right, I didn't, that's I not just, yeah, quoted either. I I'm waited, it was, picturing the, it, you know? it was the 46th Street Theater, I remember, and was standing on the little steps that went up to the stage door. And he came out and he kind of looked at me, then his assistant was with him, and he looked at his assistant like, what is she doing here? What's she still oh, doing here? Yeah, what? And I said, why didn't you hire me? And being your first audition, that's a fair question because you're still evaluating whether you are even ready for this anyway. Okay, so now it's for guys and dolls. All right, this is what I did. So he said, you know what? He said, come back tomorrow to the finals and we'll try it again. And then I, I, had, and I knew because the guys and dolls, the dancers, the lady dancers, wore high heels. Mm -hmm. I didn't own a pair of high heels. <laughs> I had to borrow them. And I worked all night in these high heels, which kills you if you're oh not used goodness. to them. You you don't wear high heels, do you? Not very often. <laughs> in fact, I don't own a pair. Just checking. <laughs> but I will if it helps the story. <laughs> so, uh, and I and I got it, and then I went on the road, and that's when I then there was no holding me back. That's just amazing. Yeah, yeah. Because you went after that show, you did a couple of other. You did Can Can and Lil Abner were were shows you did on Broadway. Yes, but I had a question about Lil Abner because I read that you actually became uh, Michael Kidd's assistant choreographer on that show. Yes, and I wondered, did you dance in that show as well? Yes. So you were really he. So here's another. This is funny. See, I've seen I've seen this happen. He basically started using you because you were better than you were doing things really well, and he's like, you know what? She's really good. I'll let her do that. I don't have to do it. I, mean, I can just go home and and taking all the credit, but letting you do all the work. Was it a little bit of that going on? Oh no, that? because he did all the work. I okay. had to memorize right, his choreography, and he became my mentor. That's awesome. You know? Yeah, he Here, Michael Kidd. Michael Kidd. I think he had five. Uh, awards for he, yeah, he went on and did ridiculous stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah continually. Yeah. He was yeah. and and funny, funny guy. Cool too. So so now that probably was your first real taste. I mean, you say you did it on the road with guys and dolls, maybe yeah. accidentally by showing everybody just because they needed help. Yeah, and but then, then that was your first official role as a choreographer. Yeah, then came back and went into the New York company of guys and dolls. Mm -hmm. Wow. Back, back to the dance school though. What was special about <clears> the dance school? Yeah. What what. I'm not exactly sure, Gordy. You, you just asked a question from off the mic there, which is kind of hard for people to hear. But I'm happy to put you on a mic over here if you'd like. But you mentioned the dance school. What was special about the dance school and relating to uh, those shows? It, it was it was an all black dance school. Okay. On uh, fifty, no, forty third Street, right across from the New York Times building. Mm -hmm. And we used to go across the street and have lunch at the New York Times cafeteria. Mm -hmm. And uh, and this is the school you was, approached it, to get yeah, into. And they had dance classes that were just outrageous. They were just wonderful. And I joined the company that I, myself and another girl were the only white girls mm -hmm. in the company. It was mm -hmm. an all-black dance company. Mm -hmm. And... The dancing was absolutely powerful, mm -hmm. and it was one of the things that I credit with my knowledge of music mm -hmm. and dance and looks and, you know, mm -hmm. everything, just the best. Okay, I have a question for you. <clears throat> Coming from... By the way, I'm white. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> that is accurate. And uh, thanks for clarifying that since we're not on TV. Um, so I have a question for you. Uh, going from Broadway, which is one thing, and a lot of dancers uh, or, or other professionals don't necessarily transition from, from um, one environment to another, like stage to TV and or TV to film or stage to TV and film. Um, you have so many credits in film. 
What was the first move to film or TV? What was the first opportunity for you other than the stage work? To, to, to choreograph? For TV or for film. Because I know you met Dick Van Dyke when he was on somebody else's show. You guys he was a on a Jack form. Benny show. Right. You're too young for that, right? Do you know who Jack oh, Benny Jack was? Oh, Jack and I were good friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, and I'm lying. Uh, no, I know who he was. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I didn't sit up watching the show. And they, you know, and, and they hired Mark and myself, my husband. And was partner. this your first TV bit or you'd been yes. doing Okay. And we choreographed for, for Dick. Uh, a number called "Any Place I Hang My Hat Is Home." Mm-hmm. Remember that, you mm-hmm. know, and, he t- and that's when he first tossed his hat to the, to the hat little, stand, right, 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 right. Yeah, and across the room, and it landed, you know. Right. And of course, with Dick Live Van TV. Dyke. Yeah. Yeah. He was quite a physical actor. He was really good. Oh yeah. Wonderful, wonderful dancer. And so that I, I understand that after a few days after that aired, actually, you got a call from Disney inviting you guys to participate in a feature film that he was involved in, the Mary Poppins Mary movie. Poppins, exactly. And was that the first time you choreographed for a film? Yes. What and a movie, and for that to be the first not, one. And not only that, Walt Disney was there. Wow. Walt Disney, and he would come every day. Uh, we rehearsed on what we call the back lot at Disney Studios. It was uh-huh. outside. Uh-huh. And all the guys, if you all remember, they were chimney sweeps right. in that and uh, Uncle Walt, as we called him, after lunch would come to the back lot to watch and bring his friends who had had lunch with him mm-hmm. to the to watch us rehearse. Well, I would my job was at lunchtime to sit and walk and watch down the Disney Studios the road that he would come up in his little golf cart, right. and I say, "Okay, everybody, five, six, seven, eight, we'd be up dancing." You know, doing chimney sweep stuff. <laughs> I'm I'm embellishing a lot. <laughs> well, but uh, no, I get that though. I get how you knew that he was going to be by, and you oh, knew what yeah. he wanted to see. Hands and you knew he on. was showing people, so you did have to kind of present as he would come by. You know, hands on 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 everything that he that uh, he did. Well, now, Disney. I I have got okay. Here's what we're going to do. Everybody who's listening, we'll wait. I want you to go on YouTube and watch Mary Poppins. We'll wait because we're. I have some questions. We'll, wait. well, maybe we don't have time. Here's a better idea. When they watch Mary Poppins, they're going to have a lot of questions. So I have to ask you, half of that film is animated. And there are these characters dancing that are drawn on the wall that are interacting with the actors. I mean, this was so far ahead of its time. You know, with, with I guess, a, what was a blue screen before we did green screens back in the day. Um, I, and I thought, oh, my gosh, the work you guys did to choreograph just Dick Van Dyke and Julie Andrews, was she in Mary Poppins? Yeah, she was, okay, I thought she that was, was in Mary Poppins. And they're working with the image, leaving space and interacting with these characters. And the characters are dancing yeah. sometimes. So, Were you invited to yeah. deal with the animated dancers' oh, routines? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was one of the penguins. <laughs> so myself and three of the other dancers did the penguin dance for the animators. Wow. They filmed us. I wondered. And they drew... So I'm one of those penguins, and I, I have penguins all over my house. Not live ones. Right. <laughs> Wonderful, you know, toys and statues. Penguins are my life. I just wonder if that wasn't one of the... I have to go look if that wasn't one of the very first times that somebody choreographed animated dancing oh, in a major film like that. Oh, it was just great. It was great. And, of course, the animators embellished it, you oh, know, yeah. with what they could do, which what we couldn't you know, mm-hmm. manage without killing ourselves. <laughs> and now the songs in the in the movie are incredible pieces of work. Yeah. I mean, you must have had so much fun. Oh. I mean, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Having, having the songwriters uh, play the music for us first, you know, and then... Was there any interaction, or did you generally get it when it was done? So they didn't <clears throat> watch you guys and rewrite anything for routines? No, I don't. There wasn't any rewriting for routines. You guys no, were after that they was were done. It, yeah, I think maybe if there was something that uh, that was physically that we wanted to move in from one connector to another, mm-hmm. we would talk with the songwriters about how can we connect those two lines together so that we can do this slide right. with the dancers. You know. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. I have another question for you. I had heard from speaking to someone that. 
in the beginning you um, you weren't really keen on uh, on Dick Van Dyke doing a lot of the jumping or stunts kind of stuff, and his, maybe you weren't familiar with him working that way, and he demanded to do his stunts. Is that accurate? No, I don't know that. Dick did, he well, did everything. I'll tell them they were wrong. Well, yeah, no, he did everything. Matter of fact, he showed us right stuff, some fabulous stuff that he that that body of his, the Dick Van Dyke oh, body. Oh my goodness, yeah, you know, he, he could do, <laughs> and we would incorporate everything. We worked together on all of that. Well, I say we we play a little bit of a song from the movie. Okay, you up for that? So you can have a maybe drink of water. Are you gonna sing? I could, but you know, it would ruin the whole thing. <laughs> Me too. You know, I, I actually know. Funny stuff. Well, there's all kind. Nothing but funny stories. We'll save some of those for afterwards. But let me go ahead and play for you here on the Auto D Show with my guest Dee Dee Wood a song called "Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious." Very good from Mary Poppins. Yeah. that you choreographed all yeah. the dance moves okay. on. And uh, this might bring back you some You want memories. me to dance for you? You can if you like, but you know what? I'm going to enjoy watching you hear this again with, okay. it, with it in your head. <laughs> Here you go. It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious. If you say it loud enough, you'll always sound precocious. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I was afraid to speak, well I was just a lad My father gave me nails and tweet and told me I was bad But then one day I learned a word to say we ain't can nose The biggest word you ever heard and this is how it goes Oh, Word and all would say there goes a clever gent. When Dukes and Martin Rogers pass a time of day with me, I say we special one and then we ask we are to tea. Woo! Super Califragilisticexpialidocious Even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious If you say it loud enough, you'll always sound precocious Super Califragilisticexpialidocious You know, you can say it backwards, which is Docious Ali Xpistic Fragicali Rufus, but that's going a bit too far, don't you think? Indubitably. So when the cat has got your tongue, there's no need for dismay. Just summon up this word and then you've got a lot to say. But better use it carefully or it can change your life. For example? Uh, yes? One night I said it to me girl, and now me girl's me wife. Wow. And a lovely thing she is too. <laughs> She's you're listening to Auto D, coming at you live. And I'm here with Dee Dee Wood, the choreographer for Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. That had to be a lot of fun. It was too much fun, and I just almost knocked over the mic trying dancing here. <laughs> uh, just and the the whole movie is just crazy, crazy comedy dance moves. I mean, exaggerated moves had to be a lot of work. Cartoon stuff, Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you went on to have quite a long relationship with Dick in terms of his work. I know personally as well as friends, but you went on to do. Gosh, what were all the other movies? Uh, let me pull up my little list of all those famous movies I watched as a child. Well, you actually did Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah. You did some choreography in that. Uh, there was, and you also did The Sound of Music with Julie Andrews. Oh, yeah, with Julie, yeah. Do you remember working on that one? That had to be a oh, project. Oh, that was, that was super, super to work on. So did you do the scene with the kids? The, was a Van Tramp family? Van, Van Trapp Tramp family, yeah. yeah. That's what it was. Van Trapp yeah, family. Where the kids are saying goodnight, and one, one by two, one by one, they're going oh, yeah, up yeah, the yeah, stairs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the little girl at the end just walk, crawls up backwards, kind of, and falls asleep on the top step. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, oh, then, um, oh, I can't think of her, the name of the oldest daughter. Yeah, I don't she know. She had to, well, you know, for months, we knew what we wanted her to do. At the end of that, the little girl falls asleep on the steps. Remember the yeah. And she goes and picks her up and carries her up. Well, by that right. time, we had been in Austria, where they have the best desserts <laughs> ever, ever, ever. And we had all been eating that little girl, gained so much weight. 
and it was so but she did it i don't know how she did it i said shall we change this ending for you she said no no i can do it i can pick her up but oh she, she, that was a chubby little girl we all were yeah it was a chubby little experience that <laughs> yeah, movie yeah. yeah we used to talk that way about records in fact i did a record with uh, joey de francesco who's a jazz organist and um we always called that the best record we ever ate <laughs> because the record company took us all out to dinner every oh, day I know. in, in yeah. fancy restaurants in town, yeah, 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 yeah. and it's you're, it's weird to remember a project by the meals, but <laughs> you know that that can happen sometimes. So um, with um, Julie Andrews, uh, incredible incredible project. I imagine you got to work with her personally. Yes. Oh yeah. Because you get all to as a choreographer, you kind of you do a lot of this work, but then I would imagine you almost fit it like a tailor does to the person you're dealing with in some cases. It's like, here's what I would do if I were the one dancing, but since you're dancing, maybe we'll do this. Uh, I don't think it, I don't think it was that cut and dried. Okay. I think it was, it was, we approached it as a character Mm -hmm. besides it being Julie Andrews who did it, who was that character. Right. And she, 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 uh, of course, we blended her moves right. with the characters' moves and with the songwriters who mm-hmm. who uh, wrote this music. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was a lot of fun. Never difficult. Never, mm-hmm. never, never difficult. Mm-hmm. Do you have uh, any like horror stories from working on the set? Any that kind you of recall? what horror stories where everything went wrong and things broke down? There's always those kind of stories. Back I, I think I've those put shows. those out of my head. Okay. Good girl. But Good if girl. I remember one, I'll call you tonight about midnight. Is that okay? I'll take that call. <laughs> well, let me ask you about another show you worked on that I really liked when I was growing up. I really loved the show. It was the Andy Williams show. Really? I thought Andy Williams was just oh, amazing. Oh, I just, he was. Kid, I just, he was amazing. Just loved him. Yeah. And so I don't remember... Again, how much of that show was skits versus singing? I remember a lot of singing, so I'm not picturing what a lot of the choreography might have been, but I imagine he had dancers in his routines when he was singing all the time anyway. Yeah, well, I know there was one number <laughs> the one number that stands out that we absolutely loved doing, that Andy also loved doing. There, there were, I think we had 12 dancers with Andy. Mm-hmm. They were all in rocking chairs. <laughs> love that number not because they were in rocking chairs but it was so cool you know to the music with Andy of course so laid back yeah I and could it see just him. worked and it was one of one of his favorites I could see him having fun with that and then um I also wanted to ask you about your pal uh Cheetah Rivera okay she was on Guys and Dolls in the cast of Guys and Dolls as a dancer according to her Wikipedia page so I wondered if you had, if that's she where you guys met, or if you had no, known her before. She might have. Gosh, she, I, so maybe you guys really became friends after that, even though she might have been. On no, the piece? we knew each other before then. Okay. We we had done a road company. Uh, you know how they they sell cars mm-hmm. <laughs> out on the road, and they have singers and dancers performing for the people, and uh, that's how we met. And so we became fast friends there. And then, of course, Cheetah went into her fa- all of her shows. But Guys and Dolls? Yeah, I think they have. Uh-uh. Been, uh-uh. I'll, I'll, check her, I'll, I'll check her Wikipedia page. Yeah, West Side too. Story was like the big one, I guess. You know, the big. Oh, well, big yeah. Thing, you know? Yeah. But she was in a few before that, according to the page. But, you know, sometimes you can't trust Wikipedia. <laughs> I have, do you know, uh, Carol Connors was on the show last week, and Carol wrote the Rocky theme. She lives in Hollywood in Beverly Hills. Oh, the lady Carol Connors, yeah. Yeah, And she wrote just a bunch of of songs for a bunch of people. Right, right. But that song was one in particular that's kind of, you know, you do something and it kind of becomes synonymous with your name for a long, long time. And she was sharing, I, I said, I have to ask you, you jumped out of an airplane in 2011? And she's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, your Wikipedia page says you went skydiving. And she's like... No, I went, I went scuba diving. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, well, somebody needs to go edit that. You've got to check these things out. You've got to check these people out. Well, this is where I check them out. I figure I'd go right to the source. Here's what your page says about you. So we, I should probably log on and edit it while we're sitting here, you know, and make all those little corrections. But um, so at any rate, you guys, you guys have been fast friends for a long time. Yeah, best friend. Is she one of your favorite dancers? 
She's one of my favorite people, period. Dancing goes with it. Mm-hmm. I stood up for her at her wedding. Ah. And I went with her to get her divorce, too. <laughs> stood up for, for the divorce. <laughs> so I think we're very good friends. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> and where does she live in these days? Is she on the East Coast She lives or West in New Coast? York. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you, is your, was your favorite work being on the stage in Broadway, or was it more choreographing? Oh, boy, I love both of those so much. Yeah, I know. It's a crappy question. It, no, it isn't. A, it I, isn't, because that's, that, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I like my answer. I okay, love both good. of them so much. Yeah. I love performing. And, of course, uh, I would show people, you know, if it was a character kind of a thing, mm-hmm. I could show them how I wanted the moves, you know, mm-hmm. and I'd be, get to do them. And I thought I was pretty good. Yeah. And I was. Well, obviously. <laughs> And, and and working with all of the people that I've worked with was so much fun to blend their moves with make them comfortable mm-hmm. and happy mm-hmm. doing the crazy moves that we would dream up, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, instinctively, I think you know you have a sense of what the character needs to be or how to express the emotion and put that into the movie. Yeah, well, the music and the lyrics mm-hmm. that all starts from there. Mm-hmm. And then they hand you this music and these lyrics. And there came a time, and I forget when it was, and where they started to hand choreographers a cassette tape. Mm-hmm. I had never worked like that before, and I can't remember what it was. And, they hand, and I said, wait a minute, where are the songwriters? Who's going to sing this song? You know? I need to. I I want to. I need to talk to the people who wrote the music. Right. What? I just. It, it, I didn't like that. And at that all. got removed. And now from the that's process. what they do. They say, yeah. okay, you want to choreograph this or that, and here's the music. Hand it to them. I mean, they hand it to you. Yeah. So you don't. You don't really get their in, intention. Only that final version, which might be a demo version. By the time you're getting it, because yeah, you're working on yeah. it, well, they're still working on yeah. it. Yeah. So well, that can be well, kind of odd. Well, I haven't, I haven't done a show in a long time. Uh, I, that's why I'm so happy to be here. Oh, because uh, you're looking for a little work, I love, I well, love doing your show. Well, you know, you... Sweetie honey pie. You can come on anytime. Lammy pie. Anytime you like. <laughs> um, but you're, you're, you're not as retired as you like to pretend. You, you still, you're involved locally still. In fact, you did a production recently that I was going to talk about later, but now I'm talking about it now. Uh, the Dan D. Music Review, I think it was called. Dan D. Music, yeah. yeah, Dan. And that was... That's a songwriter who lives here. Dan? Dan Couric, yeah. Uh-huh. And D for Funny, D. funny, wonderful songwriter, a musician, singer. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first time I worked with him, and I can't think of what what, what it was, we worked on a couple of shows together here. Right. In, uh, and that was for Cave the uh, Desert Hills Theater, I forget yeah. the name. I, I have so many notes on my silly PDF file Desert that I'm just Foothills. racing up and down and I can't find it. Desert Foothills. Desert okay. Foothills Theater. And that was like fifth or sixth show that you've done for them. With, yeah. With them. Yeah. So um, what are you I'm taking anything? a back seat now. Are you just oh, yeah. finally going to just like take a second, just, catch your breath just, for a minute? Uh, no, I don't even want to catch my breath. Oh. I just want to sit in the back seat and look at the view. Yeah, it, it's beautiful though. <laughs> it's up there. It's really gorgeous. Um, now, I want to ask you about another movie, because um, I didn't remember seeing this movie originally. It was Beaches. I saw it. I didn't see it when it first came out, but I saw it later. And I'm a Bette Midler fan. She's really great. Um, now, as a choreographer, what was your role in Beaches? Do you, was, it, was there a music video version where she started singing the song? Was there some, or did you choreograph the beach scene where the horse goes by? I mean, was it choreographed that was dance, or was it choreographed that was character manipulation? Choreographed her character and whoever you know she was with in the scenes. Um, To me, that bit's fascinating. Do you do 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 that a bit where they're like, "Look, we got six people talking, and all these people coming and going. Can you do you help them know how people should move through the room, even if it's not a dance sequence?" Yes. Ever gotten involved yes. In that? yes. 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 To me, that's that. I'm I'm actually a budding filmmaker. I'm working on my first film, and the biggest problem is when you have a bunch of people yeah. in a place and Move you're trying them. to achieve something. Yeah. And to make all those decisions to make that work is an, an incredible gift. Well, I, you listen. I listen to the music a lot firsthand. Mm-hmm. If it's has, if the music is the main thing, mm-hmm. otherwise you put in background music to whatever you know kind of thing that you're doing. 
but uh, if the music is the main thing, I listen to it a lot, and I know that, like, if Bet's going to do it, I, uh, I, I know her character now, you know, who she is. When she walks into a room, you just want music to be playing because she's got that strut, you know, mm-hmm. and look out. Here she comes. <laughs> right, right. There's a few. You've worked with lots of people that have different characters that in, indeed can be bold. For example, you worked with Cher. Cher, yep. On, was that Cher. for their television show, the Sunny and Cher show, or was it for something after? No, it wasn't Sunny and Cher. It was her show okay. that she did right okay. after Sunny and Cher. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was her show, and it was fun. It was. She did a lot of just parading around with beautiful clothes on, dropping the coat. Right. And then parading around some more in a beautiful gown. And but she was fun. Yeah. Oh boy, look out. She was fun. <laughs> and I noticed you worked with Robin Williams. Oh boy. <laughs> well talk about fun. <laughs> oh what I mean, he was so much fun. He he you know how he was so fun? He would walk into this studio. I'm talking about your studio now that mm-hmm. we're sitting in. Right. And uh I'm thinking about when he would walk into our rehearsal studio where I had to stage him in a musical mm-hmm. sequence. And there would be stuff. He would be into your computer here. He would be into the phone thing. He'd be into this, that, that. I'm pointing at stuff. TV in, screens, in, chairs, yeah. windows, computers. Yeah, computers, that sign that says music star, which right. you are. It's a, he has a big sign here that says music star. It's to remind me. Worldwide, worldwide music star. We'll see that. Now let's talk about that sign, and we'll come back to Robin. Otto D. I didn't put that sign there. Otto D. And it's pretty red and blue and lights and all. It's very, very, very candy coated. Oh, see, he knows um, the description very well. But the thing, this network, which is called Star Worldwide Networks, has a number of channels, Uh and there's a radio star channel and a music star channel Uh and all these different channels. And so this show was born on the music star channel of Star Worldwide Networks, and now I believe music star is closed, and I'm on radio star's channel. I believe I don't. It's not. That's that's above my pay grade. I just well, you better find out. (laughs) I just talk because I want to know and talk about it. We still have a beautiful music star sign that lights up like like I say. It looks like candy. So we'll keep that sign. But uh, so anyway, back to Robin. So Robin would come in. He'd be into everything. Yeah, I, I, I mean, and I but the thing is, the thing routines. is that for I would allow a certain amount of time for him to do that because it was genius. It was fascinating. Your your little studio here might be wrecked by the time he finished, but, but you could he wouldn't get break ma- everything. But, you could but get he material. would investigate everything. Oh yeah, the space he would know. Oh, wonderful, wonderful creature. He creature. did that with he did that with audiences like yeah. nobody could. He would investigate everybody, and that was where all of his material came from. What he found, yeah, you yeah. know. And most people could never walk into a room with no material and fill a show. No, he could just like yeah. that off the top yeah. of his head. He was. So I would imagine working with someone like like him, you get a lot of ideas bounced right back at you immediately, and you do a little bit of editing on the fly just because it's got a lot of great ideas. Oh well, he's. I'm having a moment now, so. I like that. Wherever you are, Robin. Yeah, yeah. Everybody else, look out. Here he comes. <laughs> Here he comes. They, they're aware. <laughs> I'm sure he's knocked everything over and just like everything out. But um, a couple, there's a couple other names here, too, and uh, that I'm interested in because, again, I remember watching Danny Thomas, and I like Danny Thomas, and Father Knows Best was one of his shows, you know, and. And he's listed as somebody that you had done some work with on one of these sites. Did I work with Danny Thomas? Oh, I take it back. I have a. I know I have a photo of you two guys together. It was probably just a big party. <laughs> did you ever choreograph a big party? No. <laughs> but you worked on. Did we talk about the Super Bowl halftime show, or was that before we were on the radio? Which one? You did one with. Uh, I believe it was the Michael Jackson show in 1993. Well, Michael brings his own people. Right, so you did but the crazy... But I choreographed uh, the, uh, like 500 people mm-hmm. that worked around him in the mm-hmm. end zones. Right. Which the, <laughs> the football people went crazy when they saw me rehearsing in the end zones. You can't rehearse there. <laughs> 
I said, but that's where they're gonna—they're supposed to be because Michael Jackson is on the big stage in the middle with all the children, right? And then the other dancers who are, you know, doing the background for this number, are there. That's where they are. And anyway, it got a lot of trouble. They didn't like to see me come and rehearse. Yeah, they weren't happy with that at all. All those people marching. <laughs> I wrecked the football. You ruined the whole stadium. Game. It's, it's over. <laughs> So let's, I'm just going to keep kind of going through these lists okay. just talking about people. But another one is um, Sammy Davis Jr. Oh. Uh, Did you ever meet him? Of course. <laughs> of course. Oh, he was just, he was wonderful to work with. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And a good dancer. Oh, yeah. Oh, are you kidding? I know, I know. He was a I mean. tap dancer. I know. And I don't tap dance. So I say, okay, Sammy, hit it. <laughs> I, I need a routine and you're going to give it to me well, that had to be fun oh uh, it was you're making me so happy did you ever have here's this will make you sad I'll, I can fix that so <laughs> did, you, did you ever have to work with a, with a star who just couldn't dance but we had to have a scene so you end up almost having them walk through it but like who was a bad dancer that you made look good do you remember one if of those? If I did, did I, I don't remember it. it. You are so kind. You are so kind. Here's another actor who claims to be an incredible dancer and never felt like he got his due, and that's Richard Gere, who got to dance in Chicago when they did the movie How did version. you find that out? I mean, how do you know that he didn't, that he wanted to dance? I don't know him. I don't, yeah, well, I've never worked with him. He finally got to dance in Chicago. Oh. And, and that, and when, and that, I saw that show in, on, in New York in Broadway, I think it's the Schubert Theater before it, went, before it was a movie. But he was in the movie, and he got to dance. And he was so happy because he had danced. He had done a lot of dancing in the past, but never, uh, as he became a star, he never had that opportunity. And I think he always pitched his hat and going, well, you know, I can, I, I can dance, too. And so he got to do this movie where he danced a lot. Now, but, how do you know all of this stuff? You've read about it? I mean, Yeah, I remember, I remember how upset he was when everybody was nominated for awards but him. And when he mentioned something about it, he got criticized as not being a good dancer in the film, and why he was do, upset. Why am I thinking that he improvised that dance? I don't. That I don't know. I don't think it was Corey. I think he improvised, like, you know how you can make believe. Yeah. You can you can prove to somebody that you can tap dance by just putting taps on shoes and going right, and blah, 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 like about, that. You know. Yeah. Oh, I would love to get up on this. And I can help you up. <laughs> speaking of that, I have a dear friend in town who's an incredible tap dancer. And he plays trumpet, and he plays trombone, and he plays guitar and piano. And he goes on tour and he, with other people, and he does all that around them, for them. In fact, he tours with Nils Lofgren, who's a guitar player friend yeah. of mine. And, and Nils said, wow, you can tap dance. I'm going to put a board on the floor with microphones under it, and you can play kick drum and snare drum sounds with your feet. Yeah, so he yeah, kind of yeah. plays drums by dancing on this board. Um, he created his own, I should tell you his name, Greg Varlada. There you go, Greg. He created his own Hi, Greg. His own little language called footnotes and where he annotates on sheet music a tap dance move. So anybody who can read music has a quicker yeah. relationship to learning tap right there or you kind of learn tap by looking on staff paper. He's got it all written out. It's called footnotes. It's fascinating. Wow. So if you ever need some help with anything tap dancing, we got a guy. Okay, I right can. Do, I no, I I can do the time step and shuffle off to Buffalo, and that's all. I can't do either of those. Oh, uh, you want me to teach you right now? Oh, you know what? It'd be. <laughs> let me get a camera. <laughs> It'll be better that way. So um, you, maybe after the show you can show me. But let me see if I got a couple of. There's so many things I want to talk to you about. Oh, hey, Bob Mackey. Oh, what dear a friend, right? Pleasure, yeah. Um, and, and there's a particular story. Uh, he, this, this blew me away. This guy, Bob Mackey, is a, you know award-winning designer who, among many other things, is credited as being the only costume designer on all 269 episodes of The Carol Burnett Show. Oh, really? If yeah. If you look at the crew, because her show was on for a long time. Yeah. If you look at the crew, there are so many people involved. Um, only two producers, I believe, did all the episodes, but he's the only person credited with any costume design. Yeah. Which brings me to a funny story, or a funny scene, where uh, Carol was uh, given a, a dress with a curtain rod in it because it was a parody on Gone with the Wind right. called Went with the Wind. Not, not Gone with the Wind. Uh, Went with the Wind is what they called their oh, segment. okay, okay. And she was doing a play on Gone with the Wind. Now, wait a minute. Wasn't that... Where, wasn't that a parody of 
the making of the clothes from the curtains. Right, they use the, for yeah, the kids a complete in sound dress. of music. Well, no, the, the, again, my resources online <laughs> tell me that the famous curtain dress with the with the curtain rod across the shoulders was in a segment called "Went with the Wind," which was a parody of "Gone with the Wind." Oh, but whoever wrote it, you know, it could have been wrong. But Gone that's what, with but the you, wind. But you remember another one, huh? But anyway, whichever parody it was, there was this curtains used for a costume for a dress. And uh, were you around the Carol Burnett show at all? Did you ever get to see any of that? Or no, I, I, we rehearsed down the hall from them. Oh, okay. but I, you know, I have friends who choreographed it. I know, yeah, I know. She seems like a card. Oh, yeah. So I imagine you ran into her once in a while. Oh, yeah. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. That's one. Mary Poppins, The Sound of Music. Gosh, now you've done, done so many things. John Denver and Friends. So you worked on John Denver's show a little bit. Yeah. That was back in the 70s. He was another one who, who would come in and start talking mm -hmm. at rehearsal, and I would let him because he was incredible. He just almost like a, like a preacher. Hmm. And he would talk, and the dancers and I would be sitting, but he would, it would be so interesting that I would let him do it. And then finally, I'd, I kept, you know, it would get to the point where I would try, and I'd get in there to just say, okay, now we have to start rehearsing now, you know. And when, when he would come in and talk like that, is he talking about his, in, his impression life. of what we were doing, or just something completely unconnected to the show? Completely just unconnected life. with the show. Fascinating. Yeah, about life. And people, and what you, what you feel in your heart, and you know. Now you went to TV, film. You did Broadway, performing, working as a choreographer, and then you also did. Um, besides the Super Bowl, you've done a couple of the notable events that I just wanted to ask you about because because they're like one-offs. You don't do them every day. You did the hundredth anniversary of the Statue of Liberty event, which you won an Emmy for yeah. the broadcast of that. Um, and you also uh, did the opening series, I believe, for the 1984 Olympic Games in Los Angeles. So I was really interested in those. Those are almost like different jobs when you take something on that big. And, or that's and, you, different and you know what? Those were a long time ago. They were. They were. <laughs> I'm trying to get my brain around. You know, you don't even You're have to. But I, what I want to say is congratulations. <laughs> I want to shake your hand. Those oh. were awesome gigs to land. You are good. I'm just saying. Because, you know, when you get, you get to do something, like I worked on a couple Super Bowls, but what's really weird is I had a really teeny piece. And here I am, Mr. Big Time Record Producer, working with all these big people. And then you get hired to come and work on a halftime show. And all you're supposed to do is record the choir in a theater that's going to be used on the field yeah. and the recording. And Sue Ross, you know, Susan, or Sue Ross is dear friend of mine. <laughs> Sorry about that. Wrong singer. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, the star comes <laughs> dropping from a helicopter in the middle of the field. Oh, yeah, I remember that. You know? Yeah. And, uh, and so you don't do anything, but, you, but all of a sudden on your credits, is oh, you worked on a halftime show. So, yeah, well, for me, it was exciting to be part of something that big and yeah. do a piece that's going to fit in with everybody. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, obviously, a much smaller piece than doing you know, choreography for a bunch of people that are going to be on the screen, you know, which is a much bigger event. And tying that in has to be incredible. And at the halftime shows, these guys, like at the Super Bowl, the field is, there's nothing there. They go to a commercial... And then another commercial, <laughs> maybe a third commercial. They come back, and all this stuff is on the field. Gear, stages, lights, people. I that had to blow you away. Well, yeah, but it did happen. because I had nothing to do with that, right. with the building. And so you know that the people who are building that set have had rehearsals yeah. to do that at another field someplace. And then, and then, you, then you're there, and it's like, okay, we're at commercial, go. And you yeah. just watch this whole thing go down while all of your people are running into the end zone to get ready you know yeah well and all i remember is that we had the biggest thing that i had to be clear of was to make sure that tunnel into the area mm -hmm. was clear because right. the tunnel was the only way you got on to this place right as a performer or as a stagehand or whoever sound Everything. And you're bringing a couple hundred people through there oh, in a 30-second period. Look and, out, uh, yeah. You had to make sure that people weren't coming in the other way. It's choreographed. <laughs> exactly. Everything is choreographed. Nobody even got to see that part, but that's the entrance and exit of the whole thing. 
Awesome. Well, you know what? I'd like to spin one more song that uh, okay. is from a piece of work that you did. And I think it's, again, it's the same movie, Mary Poppins. I had picked a few, but I wanted to play this one because when I first thought of Mary Poppins, this is the only scene I remembered from the okay. movie until I went back and watched it again. Okay. And uh, I'm, I'm sure it's a special moment. This is the Chim Chim Cherie. This is the dance oh, you know, with the kids yeah. walking by greeting everybody. So I'm going to play a little bit of that. Chim chimney, chim chim cherry, as sweep is as lucky as lucky can be. Chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim cheru. Good luck will rub off when I shake hands with you. Or blow me a kiss, and that's lucky too. Now, as the ladder of life has been strung, you might think a sweep's on the bottom most rung. Though I spends me time in the ashes and smoke, in this old wide world there's no happier bloke. Chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim cherry. A sweep is as lucky as lucky can be. Chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim cherry. Good luck, we're above when I shake hands with you. Chim chimini, chim chimini, chim chim chimini, a sweep is as lucky as lucky can be. Chim chimini, chim chimini, chim chim chimini, good luck will rub off when I shake hands with you. <laughs> what, a, what a scene, what a movie, the work oh. they did, you know, and the kids were so great. So did you get to work with the kids a little bit on that little scene oh, for yeah. dancing? Oh, I yeah. Mean, oh, yeah. Wow. You just made me cry. I know. And that was never my intention. <laughs> but I'm glad that, it was, that you enjoyed that so much. It's I so just, wonderful to hear. It is wonderful to hear. The, yeah. the audience just heard that, what, yeah. what you played? Yeah. Oh, golly. Yeah. And boy, what, what neat work. And, and I think that sometimes when you do a project, you don't realize how incredibly historic it is. It's just a job. And you're just trying to figure out how are we going to do this with all these animated people and kids and real people and animated drawings. You're just doing the job and trying to make it clever and, and make it work. And you have no idea that for the rest of your life, not people until are going to quite hold on a bit later. Now. Yeah. In fact, you guys mentioned that that was actually featured in a in a film festival. Was it in Sedona? Uh, where and you got to watch it three or four times as they yeah. played it through the festival. Yeah, so yeah. It's got to be fun to watch people see it again. And, and revisit it and remember it, you know? It actually is. I mean, some of the stuff I'm even, I sit up and I'm surprised at. And I went, oh, my gosh, I forgot that. Yeah. Do you oh, walk I around the house that. going, damn. This is good. Bad. This is good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I just have, I want the audience to know that he just made me cry. All right, well, that'll get But it was a good cry. Anyway, I, so. I was so happy to hear that music. Isn't that great? I hope you were, too. Well, and I'm so happy that you came. Like I say, you came down. I mean, oh, I appreciate right. the invitation. You came, took my invitation. It, this has been a pleasure. You are a pleasure. Well, thank you very much. You're a pleasure. Yeah. Well, gee, thank you. So you can we, come we, down. We, some we I'll should. come out and hang out. We'll Let's just, form a club. Perfect. <laughs> I'm all about it. No problem. Well, next week I've got another character on, and our show's over. Where we've been here a whole hour already. Are you serious? Yeah. Can you believe that? It's wow. like 7.55 already. So thanks again, and Gordy, thanks for coming in. Okay, thank you. And uh, also, I'm going to talk to you real soon. I hope so. All right. What are you going to do now? I think gonna I'm going to fade, fade the music off. Oh, okay. Fading. So we're going away. We're going away. Goodbye, everybody.